So I'm delighted to welcome you all to uh, this panel of investing in the information and communication technology sector. Uh, I just finished uh, a discussion with uh, Minister Tiarakakis to set the stage uh, for this panel and we were discussing exactly about uh, the new face of Greece. And I think there's nothing better than this particular in terms of uh, novel. It's the first time we're hosting a panel like this, and it shows exactly the transformation uh, and evolution going on in Greece. Uh, and I'm delighted and honored to have with us such an amazing panel uh, with uh, representatives of major uh, international uh, organizations and of course, uh, with the head of uh, OTE. Uh, so thank you very much, all of you, for being with us uh, to discuss uh, what is going on in Greece right now. And I will turn it over to uh, Mr. Lakadzis uh, from Papadimitriou and Partners to take over and uh, guide us through this panel. Again, tremendous thanks. I think this is one of the most, uh, uh, it's a new panel, but it's a great sector for Greece, great potential, go ahead and thank you. Thank you, Nico. Uh, and first of all, thank you for your kind invitation. It's always a pleasure being with you in the Capital Link events. Uh, good evening and good morning to attendees from the United States or different time zones. Ladies and gentlemen, we are living in the information age era and in a constantly evolving digital world. Information communication technology sector, ICT, has an impact on almost every aspect of our lives. Work, education, socializing, entertainment. Digital computer networking has changed the way we perceive economy and has torn down boundaries in time and space, enabling millions of transactions to happen in an easy and fast way worldwide. Prompt access to information and digital tools offer significant competitive advantage in business and quality of life. Luck, of access to information and digital tools results in low productivity and frankly speaking, in waste of precious time. Moreover, without a doubt, ICT is a key element in the management of the COVID-19 pandemic, where digital transformation of the public and private sector, as well as digital skills are essential. For instance, um, Minister Gerakakis earlier on has emphasized on the key role to the planned vaccination procedure. So all in all, we are very near the point, if not already there, where ICT will become literally a functional requirement for people's work as well as social and personal lives. Now, it is true that if we take a look at the numbers and the various indices regarding digital performance, Greece is a follower, despite significant efforts that have been taken um, during the last year, as Minister Pirakakis uh, explained. So, a panel with the title ICT turning Greece into the Silicon Valley of Southern Europe could be characterized by someone as overambitious or, worst case scenario, as a work of science fiction. However, this is not the case for Greece of 2020. Because this title highlights in an emphatic way two things. First, Greece's remarkable comeback 
and second and most importantly, Greece's opportunity and potentiality to embrace investments in one of the leading sectors worldwide and to excel once more. So to this respect, it is my pleasure and privilege to be amongst five distinguished guests representing spearheads of the sector who are here to give us their view and vision on the way ICT can become a decisive investment factor in Greece. So I would like to welcome Mr. Adonis Tsiboukis, General Manager of Cisco Greece, Cyprus, Malta and Portugal. Hello, everybody. Mrs. Peggy Antonaku, General Manager of Southern Eastern Europe of Google. Mr. Theodosis Michalopoulos, CEO of Microsoft Greece, Cyprus and Malta. Mr. Michael Chamas, Chairman and CEO for the group. And Mr. Nico Gariboldi, site lead, Pfizer Global Digital and Technology Center of Thessaloniki of Pfizer Elas. Welcome. Thank you. Um, Mr. Michalopoulos, I would like to start with you and with a big picture. Can you identify the main strong and weak points of Greece from the viewpoint of an investor? What makes Greece an interesting investment target despite the weaknesses that we have? Hello from my side and thank you for the kind invitation. It's an honor to be with you. So for a technology investment as, such as the one we are doing in Greece for a data center, it's, uh, Greece has a number of strong points. First of all, it's location. As you can imagine, we will not uh, establish data centers in all countries. So having Greece as the leading economy in Balkans is definitely an advantage. Access to green energy. By 2025, we need all our data centers around the world to be on green energy 100%. So Greece is uh, privileged to have access to wind and solar energy. Definitely, the third one is political stability and the pro-investment consensus that we have been seeing across. But probably the fourth is the biggest one. We come out of a, four, a 10 years recession so we do see a significant area for improvement across all areas. So for an investor, the, probably the best time to get in is at the beginning of this turnaround. Regarding the weak points of the struggles, I would mention the first one being the investment ratings. I have to say that which is actually non-investment, which was an investment and still are. It's not helpful to have such a credit house ratings when you go to your CFO to ask for an investment. And it's very interestingly that uh, recently Moody's upgraded the Greece and within the, the reasoning on the reports, the investment of Microsoft uh, for the data center was a sign of improvement. So it, that's interesting, definitely. The second one is, and probably the biggest one is the, the lack of technical uh, human capital. We say that we have talent and we do have talent across Greece but we need more. We need our education system to produce more people on IT. And then we need to ensure we reskill them and we reskill people across ages and sectors. And that's what we plan to do uh, as Microsoft together with the big investment we are doing with the data center. And also regarding to, let me add a comment on the theme of your, of the panel about the Silicon Valley. I, 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 don't, I don't think we, need, we can, or we need to become the Silicon Valley. But definitely what we can do is to ensure technology builds on the brand name of Greece, for uh, tourism, cultural heritage, agriculture, etc. For example, we are investing 
in uh, AI and technology on ancient Olympia to digitize and communicate this monument with specific brand values and uh, virtues uh, across the world and for the tourists that will visit the, the monument. So this is probably the biggest opportunity we have. Overall, we have a strong vote of confidence for the Korean economy. We see the, the consensus for, the, for investments. We see the economic opportunity. And above all, during the pandemic, we saw how technology, which I think everyone saw how technology can be in the leading uh, seat for the transformation of the country and, the, and uh, the companies within it. Thank you very much. Very, very interesting position. Um, Mr. Tamaz, with regards to ICT in Greece, can you give us an outline of the balance between offer and demand? Are there high-end ICT solutions available, available in the market? And if so, does the business world and the state embrace them? Good evening from me as well. Thank you for the opportunity to participate in this uh, uh, panel with uh, the colleagues. Uh, the ICT sector in Greece is well advanced. There are many companies operating in the country with expertise and highly skilled manpower offering ICT solutions for every demand. Allow me to elaborate on a test example. We make the most of our strategic partnerships to offer integrated technology solutions and implement complex ICT projects. We have established ourselves as a partner of choice for enterprises and organizations seeking advanced uh, solutions in uh, any field from health, tourism, education, and information security to energy, data centers, cloud, and Internet of Things. So as a market, there is no doubt that we have the ability to offer state-of-the-art uh, ICT services. Now, with regards to demand, there is an accelerating pace of ICT uptake, but it's not fast enough. Digital transformation is gradually becoming a priority for businesses, but gradually. According to a research by the Hellenic Federation of Enterprises and Deloitte, only 48% of businesses have a clear digital strategy and 23% follow the performance of digital investments. Most businesses consider as a digital transformation initiatives basic things like uh, ERB, uh, CRM, and websites, which are not, in fact, digital transformation, okay? Uh, use of uh, artificial intelligence, big data, bots, etc., are buzzwords whose potential has not been appreciated by many yet. I believe that this is about to change. This is a gap we can fill and we need to do it fast. The pandemic in Greece has proven to be an accelerator for digital transformation, especially in the public sector. In the public sector, we have seen great advancements in a short period of time, showcasing the government's determination to step up and lead the country to a digital era. With digital transformation, a great opportunity arises, and despite the adversities, Greece can and should unleash its huge uh, potential. We should direct the EU funds to supporting this ICT ecosystem. And the new European Recovery Fund is focusing exactly on this segment. The EU recommends strongly that at least 20% of the fund's resources should be allocated to digital, which together with the green are two areas of emphasis. 
there's a clear need for the state to allocate funds and come up with specific incentives to support investments on ICT solutions by large enterprises and SMEs. At last, but not least, we should foster in a digital culture. This is a matter, this is a matter of all stakeholders, businesses, academia, and uh, our educational system, investors, and policymakers. All in all, if we focus on digitalization and on ICT as a key driver, we will strengthen Greece's position in the digital era and create growth prospects. A truly digitalized economy and society will enjoy better services, faster growth, and eventually more wealth. Thank you, um, Mr. Tsamas. Mr. Tsipokis, I will take it from, from the last um, sentence or the last part of Mr. Tsamas' um, uh, speech. Can you um, give us a little more insight on how ICT may drive the faster implementation of a strategic economic growth plan? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Uh, thank you for uh, uh, the invitation uh, particip in participating in this panel. Well, it is. I think it has become clear and it's very evident uh, now that uh, you know digital transformation uh, is the only way to go forward and achieve uh, economic growth. Uh, we have been discussing about digital transformation over the five, six years now. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, due to the challenges uh, of the coronavirus, we had to see uh, rapid advancements and acceleration on the investments on digital transformation. And uh, at the same time, uh, what we realize is that uh, as people get more acquainted with technology, the more they use it. So, you know, there is a, there is a lack of awareness really uh, in that aspect. And uh, from our side, uh, in order to, to, to tackle this, what we did uh, was to create a digital transformation uh, and digital skills center, as we call it, uh, up in the Saloniki uh, <laughs> at the beginning of the year. That was with the support from the US Embassy, US Ambassador Mr. Payat, uh, from uh, Mr. Pierakakis, from the, the Minister of Digital Governance, uh, Mr. Georgiadis, from uh, Minister of Development, the Office of the Prime Minister with uh, Maria Antonio, and also the mayor of Thessaloniki, Mr. Zervas, who created the Digital Transformation Center where we can display with our partners. Uh, of course, uh, Cosmote is one uh, of the major contributors in, in this, showcasing uh, our solutions. You know, people don't realize when you talk about a smart city, when you talk about uh, telemedicine, when you talk about the real digital transformation uh, aspects, uh, people don't, uh, don't know what it looks like. So what uh, we want to do is to, to, to show live what the technology looks like and what it can do for you and how you can prosper uh, from, uh, from using it. Uh, at the same time, in, um, in, in the center, we have um, a training center. It's a digital skills trains, training center. We discuss about the lack of skills and uh, that we want more, to more uh, skills to have in the country. And uh, this is uh, what, uh, what uh, the center will, uh, will provide. Uh, digital skills for the unemployed, reskilling, and, uh, and and so on. But um, what what uh, what is um, what I'm happy to say is that we've seen the um, the uptake of the digital uh, transformation center in Saloniki uh, being of uh, of highly in a high demand, I must say. And we've seen uh, visitors coming in and from municipalities, from businesses, from uh, all over the place. 
to, to, to see what, uh, what it looks like, what a smart city looks like, what uh, uh, remote education looks like. We've had the great example of the implementation of the entire education system being on board uh, our digital platform, uh, our WebEx. And uh, despite the, the challenges and uh, the technological, uh, let's say, um, aspects that we had to, to manage, we saw, we saw a whole sector being digitally transformed nearly overnight. So it, it's not um, a matter only of sorting out and solving problems during the challenging times of the, of the virus. A lot of those things, and as you've heard from uh, Mr. Pierakakis as well, they're here to stay, and they're here to stay for one reason, uh, to drive economy growth, uh, to, to, to drive uh, the strategic plan that the government is building. And as we said at the beginning, you know, Greece is lagging, is behind uh, in all the digital uh, indices and metrics that we have in, uh, in Europe. But uh, through the acceleration and the digital transformation uh, journey um, uh, onboarding, the faster we onboard, the quicker we will catch up. And this is something that, uh, that uh, getting on board the digital uh, it does. It accelerates, it, um, it leapfrogs many, many steps that you, you're, you've left behind. You can catch up uh, if you have a good plan, a solid plan uh, that is not only based, the technology is there, we've said so many times. It, it, it's based on a plan that will be utilizing technologies to move forward. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, Mr. Michalopoulos, back to you. Um, in what way can an infrastructure investment provide benefit to other sectors and in this way contribute to growth? I think you are on mute. Yeah, yeah. The first part is definitely the direct part, which uh, involves the construction benefits that such an investment is uh, bringing. We are, we are going to create a data center region, which means that we will need three different campuses uh, in Attica. And uh, so as you understand, we're talking about a big construction project with land, buildings, uh, servers, racks, etc., which typically runs in hundreds of millions and uh, will definitely support uh, all the relevant sectors of the economy. However, the biggest one is the second, the indirect impact. The indirect impact will uh, such a data center region, what we have seen around the world, will make computing more accessible for, the, uh, for Greek uh, organizations. It will be much faster with a latency, uh, many times lower than uh, when you're accessing a cloud infrastructure, a data center in the US or in the Central Europe. It will be more reliable because we will, um, the data will travel within Greece. They will not need to travel to, um, to, the, to the central of Europe. It will be more secure because cloud technology by definition is more secure. And for example, we as Microsoft, we are investing 1 billion per year in cybersecurity. And also it will be cheaper. That's the basic advantage of cloud technology is that you don't need to have uh, upfront investments. So I can see a number of opportunities across sectors. All sectors can benefit from a technology, from cloud technology, and of course, other technologies which are based on cloud like AI. And uh, namely, I would say SMBs, public sector, and uh, big enterprises. I would focus a little bit on the SMB, as Mr. Tsamas said, because this is the backbone of the Greek economy. Uh, during the pandemic, and actually these days, 
we can see with the lockdown in Greece, we can see how uh, SMBs, SM, uh, small and medium businesses in Greece are exposed to the digital gap. And we can see, uh, and currently we have an advantage for the companies with a better digital setup. And uh, it's not, which is irrespective of size. And unfortunately there is a correlation, but it's not the size that makes the companies, it's the technical capacity. And we need to go faster. And although I agree that a website is, is not digital transformation, still less than 20% of the retailers in Greece have a website, which is pretty amazing. And also what is happening now with the logistics and distribution, uh, we can see a problem all around the world with the distribution and the couriers uh, of the world. But it's in Greece, you can see the lack of technology because it's not about only the delays you have in receiving a parcel. It's about the information that you have in your hands on what to expect that. So I think these are examples that show that the need about the digital transformation of the SMBs. And I expect that uh, a technology, our technology will have an impact on these areas and ultimately contribute to the growth of, uh, of Greece. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, Mr. Chamas, speaking about infrastructure, I think we all agree that quality networks are a prerequisite for IST to grow. So what is your opinion on the infrastructure of Greece? Do we have adequate infrastructure to excel in this field? As you said, you can't have ICT if you don't have a state-of-the-art infrastructure, a broadband connectivity. Luckily for Greece, we do. But as a fixed and mobile network are an advantage for the country. Their quality has been proved beyond doubt uh, during the lockdown. They passed the test of COVID-19 with flying colors. That's the result of our concrete growth strategy over the past years. Despite the challenges, we invest intensively in new generation networks, which are a prerequisite for all the above and the backbone of the country's digital transformation. We made 5 billion investments over the last 10 years, and we have planned 2 billion investments for the next four years, mainly on fiber to the home and 5G. Today, the group provides access to fixed internet speeds of 100 Mbps and higher to more than 50% of Greek population. Our fiber to the home network is accessible to more than 300,000 households and businesses and we reach nearly half a million next year. Our 4G network covers 99% of the population. And of course, we're getting ready to launch 5G. The Spectrum uh, auction in Greece was concluded a while ago. We have committed to invest uh, for Spectrum, 123 million euros. And on top of this, we will have the investments for, the, for, for its infrastructure, which we have started already since the beginning of the year. We have big plans for our 5G network. Our aim is to reach 50% population coverage by the end of 2021, and we are already prepared for this. So I have no doubt that uh, country that Greece has in the networks and overall infrastructure that will facilitate uh, the much needed ICD growth. The fact that uh, huge companies like uh, Microsoft have decided to invest in Greece is among others a result of this high quality infrastructure. I'm confident 
that many more are yet to come. Thank you very much. Um, Mrs. Antonaku, um, let's turn our gaze into technological awareness. Now, I know that the numbers are not good, but you are on the field. So in your opinion, how satisfactory is technological awareness in Greece and how can we improve that? Well, I think, um, first of all, good evening and good morning also from, uh, from my side. Um, it's, it's difficult to add new information and new data on what has been uh, said already. Um, obviously, there has been a huge acceleration on digital transformation on the need for digital skills in the past uh, few months. And I think the one thing that we see now more clear than ever is that they are um, a drive for not, not just transformation, but growth, economic growth. And I think the one thing that I want to highlight is, you know, we keep talking about the pandemic and all the changes that it has made to the way that we do business, the, the way that we live. I want to say that, you know, also looking at our data, this is completely confirmed that we are completely shifting the way that we act as consumers. We completely change the way that we expect businesses to serve us and also the government to serve us. So uh, digital services, online services, online shopping, um, online education, online working, all of this has now become the new norm. Just as a, as a quick uh, and simple example, uh, looking at the Google search results for 2020, that basically amounts the info, aggregates the info from trillions of, of searches throughout the year. In Greece, the top search was E-class and not the Mercedes kind, uh, the online classroom uh, kind. Um, so this was the one thing, the top thing that Greeks searched for this year. So I think when we talk about digital transformation, I've been talking about digital transformation for almost the past decade or so. Um, I think right now, this is the first time that it has a much higher and a much more rounded and 360 impact to the way that we live and to the way that we um, act. So to that effect, I think, Digital skills, um, digital readiness for businesses is critical more than ever. And also a new narrative is more uh, important than, than ever. And I think the government has uh, cleared, uh, has showed a clear impact on and a clear focus on this digital narrative by also making sure that, uh, you know, out of the EU recovery fund, uh, a pretty good, a very good sized chunk of it will be dedicated on, on digital. So that shows the intent. Um, just to call out that recently, you know, we saw an, uh, a report from the World Economic Forum and Greece is amongst the bottom 100 uh, countries on readiness for the future of production. And we had the dubious distinction of being the only Western European country to be classified as emerging by the World Economic uh, Forum report in terms of readiness to take part in the so-called Industry 4.0. So it's more critical than uh, it's more critical than uh, than ever. And I think um, the fact that we have you know a lot of companies focusing on this, and I have to um, say that uh, for Google, this has been the focus for for the past uh, 15 years or so to make sure that the digital skills are there. Uh, infrastructure is extremely important. And then the way to actually utilize infrastructure is to make sure that not just people have the digital skills, but also businesses, especially small businesses that has been mentioned oftentimes is the most critical. Thank you very much. Um, Mr. Gariboldi, first of all, thank you for your patience. Last but definitely not least. Um, uh, undoubtedly, 
technology has proven a key contributor for the management of current crisis. But also it is claimed that this crisis has worked as a digital accelerator. What is your insight? Do you agree with this position? First of all, I would say good evening to everyone. And uh, my answer is, uh, I would say, I couldn't agree more uh, with this uh, statement that you did, because uh, if we consider what uh, it has happened uh, in uh, this year, so in few weeks, uh, due to COVID-19, we changed, uh, I would say, our way of living, the way that we shop, the way that we communicate, the way that we travel, and also the way that we spend. And also, if you consider all the changes that we went through, for example, in the, in the way that we provide also education. This is also another big change. And also the way that the public sector is providing their services. So everything has changed really dramatically. And uh, this is a, this change uh, in some way has been enable, enabled uh, very clearly by digital. So, I mean, uh, this is really something that was uh, made uh, thanks to digital. And also if we consider all the companies that were in some way in a situation where they were ahead in the digital transformation, it's not by coincidence that at the end of the story, these uh, companies were also the same that were able to manage uh, this change. So this is true for the companies, but it's also true for the countries. So also here for uh, giving some examples, uh, for example, in Pfizer, because this is the reality that uh, I know very well. So thanks to the very good uh, digital organization that we have, uh, we were able uh, to work and connecting. So Pfizer is a company with 125 uh, headquarters across the world. We have 80,000 colleagues uh, across the world and we continue to work remotely, connecting and also collaborating for all the collaborative tools and all the digital technology. So as I said, I completely agree. Digital, uh, this this change uh, has for sure supported also this acceleration in digital. Thank you very much. Mr. Tsibukis, let's, let's try to link present with future. So today, has knowledge and technical skill demand been increased worldwide? Is it, is it, uh, do you expect that this will continue in the future? And if so, how can we help people acquiring such skills? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, digital uh, skills demand, it's uh, more eminent than ever uh, these days. And uh, again, as soon as we started talking about digital transformation, at the same time, we realized that there is a lack of digital skills. So uh, in order to, to, to address this and manage it from our side, uh, we run um, a digital skills education program, which is called uh, NetAcad, which pro- Cisco NetAcad provides uh, training for, uh, from programming languages to how to become uh, an entrepreneur, uh, and also networking and cybersecurity and other digital skills, and you end up uh, at the end with a certification uh, from uh, from Cisco. Now we believe this this is a, a major contributor, uh, especially when you take into consideration. And as it was said recently by DG Europe, that 42% of the adults in uh, Europe they lack digital skills, and uh, at the same time, 52% of uh, people in Europe will need to be reskilled. And this is the trick uh, question. We've seen so many jobs being lost uh, recently and uh, over, the, over, the, over the years, the last years, uh, because uh, the, 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 the kind of job that people were doing is not done anymore. People, uh, the, the, there are jobs that they're becoming extinct. And uh, this is where the, the focus is, uh, at least 
uh, from our side, and also we, look, we see this uh, from, uh, from the government side as well. Uh, reskilling. Reskilling is, is key at this stage. And uh, through this program that, uh, that we run, it's uh, something that will contribute uh, immensely in take, you know, addressing the lack of digital skills and also the, the reskilling. And we have prime examples in, uh, in our organization where we've seen uh, people that uh, they used to work for uh, hairdressers before and their job was, uh, was gone. Uh, through the training of, uh, of, uh, on the program, they managed to get a job at the service provider and uh, now managing the help desk of, uh, of um, customer uh, relations. Uh, this is something that we're very proud of. We have many, many, very many examples of that. And this is what we're trying to, to achieve with the program. At the same time, in the Digital Skills Center in uh, Thessaloniki, we have uh, invited uh, many organizations to come and utilize the center. Uh, we're talking with Ms. Uh, Donaco as well about Oracle coming and uh, uh, providing uh, training to, to small enterprises and uh, people that they want to become trained on how to develop and uh, become more digital in their businesses. And uh, I think this is something that will contribute uh, a lot in moving forward. There is no way if we don't acquire digital skills to manage in the future. A lot of people that won't do that will be left behind, believe me. Thank you very much. Um, Mr. Garibaldi, back to you. Um, let's focus on the health sector because uh, let's say it's, it's a very important sector, but in our days it is a, the most significant sector. So what is the role and value of digital technology for health and patients? This is a very good question. I would say it's critical. So it's critical for sure, and especially if we consider, for example, artificial intelligence, advanced analytics, and also a lot of computational tools. They have already, they have really transformed, I would say, the sector and also the way that we are working in that. So I think that really this is transforming pharma and also the biotech industry. But also, if you think, for example, in the way that scientists uh, are working. So also for uh, developing or for a discovery drugs, uh, this has really changed. So also here for uh, taking uh, some uh, concrete example uh, from the work that the hub uh, here is doing and also in general Pfizer uh, digitally also globally is doing. So we are really focusing uh, on four big areas. So the first one, uh, the most important one, as you can imagine, is digitizing uh, the drug discovery and also the development of drugs. Also recently uh, with uh, our last uh, discoveries, so all the clinical trials Else, uh, and also I would say the approval process has been uh, speed up uh, by digital. So this is, uh, I would say, maybe the most important piece of our digital strategy, but also enhancing uh, in some way the health outcomes uh, and the patient experience. It's something that has been a lot influenced. So for example, if you consider uh, all the wearables and also the app that can support in some way patients in managing the disease, but not only patients, also physicians. This is also a critical change that uh, the sector is uh, in some way experiencing. And also, this is for health, but also in general for all the companies, the way that we are working has been transformed because uh, through digital, we are trying to I would say making everything faster, easier through the through the digital. So I think that these are, are really big changes uh, that are affecting the, the health sector and that in some way are really critical for both for health and also for patients. 
Thank you very much. This is very, very interesting and uh, very important also. Um, Mrs. Antonaku, we spoke about um, the health sector, but in what other industries do you believe that ICT will make the biggest difference in Greece in the future? I would say that it's extremely difficult to find an industry that they wouldn't be impacted by this and it's not covered by um, this phenomenon that we have been talking about in the last uh, half an hour or so. I mean, to conclude, I think at the end after the, um, the pandemic or, you know, in the second year of the pandemic, as the economists described it, uh, we need a sustainable and inclusive economic recovery. Digital skills will be a critical part of it. It's not new. Um, in uh, Just to give an example, at Google in Greece alone, we have trained more than 174,000 people since 2015. I think what is really important is how do you adjust this? People mention artificial intelligence, machine learning, analytics, and other you know, developments in terms of digital skills. But maybe the most important thing is how do you focus strategically on the industries that are important for the country? And in our case, we have tourism, we have retail, we have agriculture. Just to mention tourism alone, uh, a study showed that just a 4%, a 4% increase in GDP could happen by digitizing more tourism and generate almost 200K new jobs. So I think the important thing and what Google has been doing in Greece is focusing strategically on these industries, tourism. We recently launched an initiative with the Ministry of Development specifically targeted for retail. Uh, someone mentioned earlier that in retail right now, we only have 10% of retailers transacting online where they are in lockdown, whereas the EU average is 20%. Agriculture, there's plenty of examples there that we're working to create platforms that can connect people who are looking for jobs and farmers who are looking for workers. So let's not forget that at the end of all of this, digital transformation is not a miracle and it's not a panacea that will fix everything. It's about creating GDP and it's about job creation. At the end of all this funnel, this is what the outcome should be. So we need to make sure that all the efforts are geared toward that. And um, I think for Greece, the only way is up. Thank you very much. Um, I think this concludes our questions because I do believe that the, the panel discussion has given a very clear picture on the investor views, expectation and vision in relation to ICT investments and how ICT can drive growth and change the country. I see that we have one minute left, so I don't believe we have any more time for um, questions. I would like to thank you all uh, for your participation and I'm especially grateful for your especially for your criticism and suggestions regarding the way Greece may become a more attractive investment target. Um, I want to close by expressing my optimism that Greece is on a one-way track of transposing to a digital society and economy and will close quickly the gap to other countries in, the, in relation to digital awareness. And I do hope that uh, one of the future Capital League events will be titled How Greece became, well, if not the Silicon Valley, at least the Silicon Sea of South and Eastern Europe. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Uh, see you next year, well, hopefully in person and in New York. In the meantime, you can enter the uh, conference networking lounge for any follow-up questions. Nicole, big thank you. A big thank you from me as well. Thank you to all of you for participating. 
thank you, uh, uh, Vangeli, for uh, being uh, a steady supporter of this forum, and uh, Mr. Chamath as well. Otech has been a great uh, and loyal supporter of our efforts, and I would like to thank you very much. And thank you to all of you for this terrific discussion today. Thank you. Thank, good, have a thank good day. you. Thank you so much. Have a good evening. Bye. Bye. Bye.